Welcome to Elevate Life Church. Now, sit back, relax, and enjoy another elevated message. Here's our very special guest from Laurel Glen Bible Church, Deaf Church, in Bakersfield, California, Pastor Jeff Jackson. stand up and welcome our guest pastor Jeff thank you for that warm introduction and welcome hallelujah yes praise God amen you know I truly am so excited about the film Jesus Let me tell you why. And the reason why is how many deaf people, lives, or how many are in the world? There are 70 million deaf and hard of hearing people in the world. So approximately 24 million deaf people live here in America who use American Sign Language. ASL. Just like Chad said and Eddie, less than 2% knows the word of God as their savior. 98%, wrap your head around that. 98% do not know about prayer. So this movie, Jesus, will be disseminated around the world, reaching to as many deaf people, not just here in the United States, This will be distributed around the world. Deaf people rely on visual communication, not the auditory. We don't focus on the ear. You all are hearing, and you rely on spoken language, hearing language. Deaf community receives all of their communication visually. So their world is all visual, and that's powerful. To take the book, the word of God, and the many stories to the deaf. But the book is not written in a, lang- in a grade level of written English because deaf community on average read at a fluency level of the English language as their second at third grade. So there's a lot of things that they aren't able to read, just hand them the book that won't work. But having a video, a movie, they'll get it. They'll see the action, the movement. The characters are all deaf. So and they bring the embodiment of the body language and the word of God out in ASL. And I cannot wait. Lord is always good, right? Don't you agree? Yes, yes. Do the sign for yes and tell me that. God is awesome. He is amazing. This is the sign for awesome. 
You sign with me. Awesome. God, this is sign for God. Awesome. We point up and remember that. Expression. Don't be... Does that look like awesome? No. Make sure your facial affect matches your sign. Use your expression. Use your eyebrows. Get in it. Show that, you're, that God is awesome. Amen. Thank you. Good job. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <clears throat> Truly, there is true joy. It's not happy. No, no, no. Happy is different. Happy is temporary. Joy, J-O-Y, that is huge. It's in your soul, it's in your heart, in your blood. God gives us joy. Him, he brings it into our veins, in our heart, in our soul. Joy for me, my wife, to be able to come here today and share this with you for the past weekend, Friday and Saturday and today's Sunday, to fellowship. Truly, it is joy. You all made me feel like I don't want to leave. I don't want to leave Sacramento. I don't want to leave Elevate Life Church. So this morning, I wanted to open with the scripture from Matthew chapter 28, and it's verse 18 through 20. You may already be aware of that passage, and it says... Jesus, he came and let his disciples know and say, hey, God has given me complete authority from heaven and over earth, to earth. Therefore, you shall go and make disciples all to all nations around the world and baptize in the name of of the Father, the Son, and in the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commandments that I have given you. And be sure and know that I am with you always, all the way. So that's Matthew chapter 28, verse 18 through 20. It says that there. It says that Jesus informed all of his disciples. If you have Jesus within you, in your heart, in your life, you have a responsibility to go out into the world and share about Jesus. Yes. Yes. To spread the message. Amen. Thank you. Amen. And it says where? Where shall they shall? Where shall they serve? He said, around the world, all nations. Not just our, we start with our home and our family and our children and our wives and our community members, our neighbors, our church. And then we go out to the world. So now, I want to also take the words that it says in the Bible about the disciples that are dedicated. These dedicated disciples, okay? And what does that mean? What does that mean, really, the word dedicated? Disciples. Let me share. It means it lives in me. 
not in me anymore. I'm not participating in sins and a sinful life anymore. Not participating in those kinds of behaviors and attitudes. That is not showing honor to God. And it's not praising God to live my life that way. And it's not praising him to participate in those activities. So I will remove myself and separate my life. And because I'm giving my life to him, to God, I made a commitment and promise that I will obey and I will live my life each day according to him from now on. That is dedicated disciple. So dedicated disciples need to have a heart of GPS. You guys know that on your cell phones, everybody has a GPS. Are you familiar with that? To help you navigate, it gives you directions where to go from place to place, whether you want to go to a restaurant or a store or home, friends. Wow, isn't that a wonderful piece of technology to help us to give us guidance, to navigate and lead us to where we want to go, right? Right. So that's the GPS. But I'm using that same terminology, GPS. I'm going to put it in the GPS of your heart. What is the GPS that is dedicated disciples? So number one, the G stands for It's the heart of God. G is for God. Okay? My heart is for God. And what does that mean? That means to worship, not only when there's a special event, but it's life. It's a lifestyle, right? So when you leave a sinful life, that style, lifestyle, you are disassociating from that and reconnecting your heart to match God's and move forth in your life. That's a new lifestyle. Amen. In Matthew chapter 22 and verse 37 through 38, Jesus said, you must love the Lord with all your heart. Yes. And your soul and your mind, all of your mind, all goes to God that you love. Jesus is the most important and great, and that's the most important, greatest commandments. My mother, long time ago, when I was born, my mom held me and looked at me. I was born in 1968, folks. So my mother looked at me, but she did not know that I was deaf at that time. She thought, I'm just like her and anyone else. I'm a hearing child. As time goes by, about a year later, my mom looks at me, takes me to the doctor, and the doctor informs my mother, your son is deaf. And she was in shock. And she said to herself, what do I do with this deaf child? And the doctor told her, it's best that you send your child away to the Florida School for the Deaf and allow them to care for your son and teach him the way. 
my mother said, no, this is my child. I will keep him. I don't want to send him away to a boarding school and, and give him up. I'm going to keep him. And my mom cried, lots of tears. My mother is a Christian, and she loved Jesus. And she looked at me, and she felt so sad because and she was upside down in her thoughts and thinking, what can I do? She worked so hard to teach me how to read lips, how to read, how to write. She was teaching me these skills and wanted me to come to church. She says, come to church. So I grew up going to church, and I looked, but I couldn't understand the pastor. Lip reading, he'd speak so fast. It felt like 100 miles an hour. It was very overwhelming. I couldn't get the message. So I grew up going to church, and it was hard, and it was very frustrating, and I struggled. My dad was an alcoholic, and he was involved with spirits, like, and with that during baseball and football and, you know, the crowds that like to do that and celebrate, but that wasn't who I am either. Deaf and hearing, what is it? Going back and forth in two different worlds. By the time I was 20 years of age, I learned American Sign Language for the very first time, ASL. At age 20, I learned language, and I met a deaf pastor. Six months later, after that first meeting, they were, he was signing to me, and he asked me, he said, Jeff, if you died today, where will you go? I said, up there maybe, in heaven, I think. The pastor asked me, well, how? How will you get to heaven? And I said, well, my mom prays for me. My mom, she goes to church. And my grandma, who, she was an almighty Christian, powerful woman, and she has the power of prayer. And she prays for me all the time, as I told the pastor. And this deaf pastor looks at me, and he knew, no, that I didn't have Jesus in my heart at that moment, at that time. He knew. He says, Jeff, you need to get to know who Jesus is. And do you know who that is? I said, mm, you know, I heard that he walks on water. Um, that he helps people. The pastor says, no, 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 Jeff. And he tried to explain to me in sign language, in ASL, about Jesus. And why did Jesus come back? And why did he die on the cross? And that he was in the tomb for three days. And God resurrected Jesus. And then he explained that to me. It took him two hours to help me understand. And he says, you need to have Jesus come to you in your heart. 
you cannot borrow your mother's or your grandmother's prayers and their baptism and say, hey, I'm going to borrow it, and then knock on the pearly gates, say, hey, Jesus, can I come in? You can't borrow it, son. You can't borrow it, Jeff. You can't borrow someone else's faith. You have to be the believer. You have to have the faith. There are so many people out there that think that way. They think they can go to heaven by borrowing other people's faith, their families, their friends, their faith. And it doesn't work that way, as we all know, right? So that's where I was. And that, that moment was truly the first time I fully understood. And I opened my heart, I, my mind, and I received and I put my faith and my belief into Jesus as the true Lord and Savior who came and died on the cross and resurrected to forgive my sins and remove them. And I believe that Jesus did resurrect and that God lifted him. And he is the power and the spirit because of the resurrection. Why? Because he overcome death. And that was the proof that he and sins were all taken away and the devil did not win. And I believe and I put my faith into what had happened. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8 and 9. The Lord, he is our Savior, and He is the one that saved us, and we cannot save ourselves and or each other. It's only Christ, our God, can save us. Once more, He brings it to us through the Holy Spirit. Here it is, and it's in my soul. It is there. It's transformative, and my heart is now broken from the sin and the darkness of the world and it's transformed and it's connected to the heart of God. And I worship him and I pray to him and I study the Bible, the word of God, and it feeds my soul and my heart and my relationship every single day. Our home, our families, our marriage, our children, our community, my neighbors. I am bringing it, the, bringing the heart of God. Where? Next. We shall bring the heart of God to the people. Number two, the heart of the people, the P and GPS. So we go to church. We gather, we study the Bible together. We come to a place of meeting and worship and we celebrate and worship with music and words together. Why? Because we have the heart for the people. So if we did not have God's love in his heart that we have and we have no Jesus, then we would not have the heart for the people. There would be none. So John chapter 13, verse 35. And Jesus says, For all men will know 
that you are to follow him. And if you show that God and the love for each other, for the one another, that is what you will do. And what is the other benefit you, that helps you to learn and to develop and build your relationship with people? So how can we have this relationship with people? Well, first, we have to have a connection with God. That's, that's the G. Then we can have the connection with the P, the people that we fellowship with. How does the marriage become strong? Through our relationship with God. So then we have the relationship with our children. And how do we make those strong? Because of our relationship with God. Because we bring it to the relationship. And how do we build the relationship? Through church, our body, where we get together with people and we build relationships. But only through first our relationship with God. If there are no relationship with God, then how can we relate with people and bring that to them? You would have problems, you have conflict, you experience hate, anger, out of control, blame, you know, being aggressive and negative, and you're falling into that because you have no solutions, and it can, it's a continual cycle. But with a relationship with God, you are experiencing God's love and peace. You're experiencing mercy. You experience transformative change to your heart and his wisdom. You get to experience encouragement and experience clearly that he is helping me and guide me to be healthy and to bring all of that to people. And you know you are given the tools to help resolve conflict, have forgiveness, to apologize, and to rebuild the relationships. Does that make sense? Yes. So the people in the deaf community, there are so many deaf people who don't know how to have a relationship. And the reason why is because they don't have a relationship with Jesus. And that's why there's so many struggles out there and so many problems and so many, so much confusion in the deaf world because they don't know Jesus. So my mom looks at her child and sees she is deaf and she calls her father. And her father, my grandfather, lived in New York. And at that time, I was born, we were living in Florida. So my mother asks my grandfather, Father, my child is deaf, what shall I do? And her father says, your baby's deaf, God will use him for his purpose. You will see. But I don't know how that will happen, but I know God 
is going to use Jeff for his purpose. So my mother humbly put her faith in God and she prayed. And she prayed. Oh God, she prayed. So when I, that I would have an open heart and when it was time to welcome Christ in my heart, and remember I told you the story when I met that deaf pastor? So I called my mom and I said, Mom, can you, and she was looking at a picture of me, an old picture of me, and she says, Mom, that's not me anymore. I have a new life. My mom was like, what? She thought maybe I changed in some other way, like, you know, dressed up as a punk rocker, maybe tattooed all over myself and thinking, you know, and back then that was her thoughts. But no, I said, Mom, no, I have Jesus in my heart. I am transformed. My mom wept. She was praising God. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. She praised. And she was crying out of joy. And you have to remember, our Father prays. Am I? And so let's go to the third letter, S. We have a heart of service. So one, God. P for people, S for service. Yes, have a heart of service. Matthew chapter 20, verse 26 through 28. Jesus said, and he didn't, you know, he did not come just to serve, want you to serve just him. No, Jesus came to serve you. Yes. And how did he serve you? And when and how long? All the way. He died on the cross. And he bled. And who did he do that for? For to wipe the debt of sins from your lives. For all of us. The punishment for sin is death. And no more. But Jesus paid for that. He will remove that from you and give all of us what? Eternal life. Yes. Yes. Wow. Jesus himself is great, mighty, powerful example of servant, of a service to each one of us. Jesus He didn't have to come down here to punish each one of you and tell you what you're doing wrong and judging you for this and that. No. And the reason why is because we all are being judged through our own guilt. We live with guilt, but we're done. You're reborn. You were already born with sins, right? And where did that come from? It came from long time ago, time of Adam and Eve. Yes, they bit the apple already. Therefore, every one of us would be sinned. And we are guilty of sin. But Jesus, he didn't have to come and punish you. We were punished already. He came to serve and to let you know that he brings the message of hope. Yes, 
that Jesus is true, the only one, the only savior of each of the people of the world. So we look at Jesus as the example of a servant and he gives that to us. So we go out into the world and serve the people who need, remember, the PM people, the church, the body is the church to provide the service. We do that through worship and praise and cleaning and inviting our team to come here and to share, to teach our children, all children of the world. There are so many out there in need to hear the word. So I became a deaf pastor when I was 25. Wow, that's young. I was so motivated. Was I nervous and awkward? Sure. But God is an amazing God. And I had a heart and a relationship with God. I had a heart for people and building relationships with people. And I also have a heart of service. And working in California state prisons in Corcoran, I have been going there for 20 years to share the word of God since 2004. And I go there every Monday and I work with deaf inmates. And I'm teaching them. We're doing Bible study. We do one-on-one. -on -one. I provide counseling. We worship. I baptize. I conduct weddings. Emergency situations might pop up. And there's a crisis. All many reasons I've been there to support. I can stay here all day and give you so many stories and share so many stories, so many, because it's God work. And he is so good. And the reason why I'm involved with the state prisons and how that came to be is because a long time ago, there was a pastor in Florida and there was a state prison in Florida. They had called me and said, hey, we have a deaf inmate in need. They need to see a deaf pastor. And I said, sure. So I got in my car and I drove to Florida state prison, which I've never been to before, ever. That's a crazy place, by the way. But I went to central Florida and it was hot. It was hectic it was crazy so i went in i met the deaf inmate and his name was bobby bobby sitting across for me all by himself in a cell block all by himself he's sitting over there he was a big guy he was a big boy yeah he was six four maybe 350 pounds he was big He's got a, he was a red neck, he has red hair, he's got freckles, and he's looking like this. He was stout. Then he walks over and he looks, and I, and he goes, I go, wait a minute, Bobby, I know you, Bobby. I used to be a PE teacher in high school over in Florida, and I looked at him, I go, Bobby, Bobby, I know you, Bobby, and he looks at me and he goes, JJ. He was so happy, we came up and we hugged each other tight. And we sat down, connected, and I said, what happened? 
And so let me explain a little bit about his situation. And he did. And I said, why do you need me, Bobby? What do you need? And he says, Pastor Jeff, there are many hearing inmates throughout this prison. And they keep telling Bobby, you need Jesus. You need Jesus, Bobby. And they try to show him the Bible. And they would, they would show the Bible and gesture in front of his face. And he would be like, what, what, what? I don't know who Jesus is. Get away from me. I don't know you. I don't know this book. I'm tired. And he was tired of so many of these guys telling him that he needed Jesus. But I wanted him to ask me who Jesus is. And then he did. And I said, wow, that was exciting for me. I was so motivated. And I was happy to explain to him who Jesus is. In sign language. And we met for two hours. Sound familiar? And you know what happened to him? His heart opened. He said, I want that, Jesus, in my heart. I want. And how do I get him in my heart? I was like, wow, what a profound moment. The Holy Spirit spoke to him and touched him. And we're having this conversation, this dialogue. And it was warm. And it was genuine. He was open. And I asked Jesus, go in his heart. And he got up. He says, yeah. And I did too. He says, Jesus is in me. I finally understand who Jesus is. I know why he came and why he died on the cross. Bobby says, amen. And I stood back and I said, oh my gosh, I have never seen or witnessed that transformation ever in anyone else. So I left that day. I left prison. I was in tears. I was crying. I was in my car. I was moved. Powerful. Lord, I want to serve you and I want to do this. And I want to do it in the prisons. Because there is no one going into the prisons and teaching the deaf about Jesus. No one. Praise God. And I've said, I will serve you, Lord. I will do this. So a year later, Bobby was released from prison. And he went to a deaf church. And he is serving in his church. He is fellowshipping. He is working with them. A year later, folks. A year. Yes. It's a true story. Yes. Praise God. A year later. The pastor of that church calls me. And says, hey. I have some sad news. Bobby passed away. He died. Oh. What happened? There was a gang member, enemy, who came up to him and stabbed him in the neck. And he died. Because he told the police where they're selling drugs. He wanted to change wanted to have a clean life. He knew 
the consequences of choosing to live a life of the Lord. And my heart broke. I went to his funeral. But I praised God at that funeral because Bobby had Jesus in his heart and in his life. And that is the most important thing, right? Homegirls and the homeboys who came to the funeral, they didn't know. And I explained to all of them, I said, Bobby has Jesus in his heart and he was transformed and impacted his life. And that is why his behavior was so different. Because he got out of prison and he lived his life. He stopped participating in the drugs and other gangs, the homegirls and homeboys that are out there. He stopped all that. He transformed and gave his life because he wanted to be a dedicated disciple and started to live that light. He had the heart of God. He had the heart for people. And he had the heart for service. Fifteen homegirls and homeboys stood up at the funeral and raised their hand and said, I want Jesus in my life. So, praise God for that. Praise the Lord. I mean, I have never seen anything like that before in my life to this date. And it has given me the motivation, the passion to serve in the prisons, to go out into the community. We have a deaf church, school church in Haiti. It's a deaf school and church in Haiti. And there are 30 deaf children and 15 deaf staff in Haiti. And they're progressing and they're making change in their community. It can happen throughout the world, folks. The passion that's out there to bring the message of Jesus throughout the world and the deaf world specifically. And you can have a connection and a relationship with God through Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. Amen. Yes. So I encourage each and every one of you to have a heart for God, to have a heart for people, and to have a heart of service. GPS is in here. God will give you clearly the direction and guidance to do his work and impact in a powerful way. That is your GPS. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, we have gathered here today to praise you, to honor you, to thank you, Lord, of all and everything that you do 
to give, especially you gave Jesus Christ who came and died on the cross to forgive our sins. And we shout praise that Jesus rose from the dead. He overcame overcame sin and death and it was washed and crushed the devil because you truly are our victory. You, that is the victory that will always and forever be. Lord, I pray that we all continue to be dedicated disciples and we have your heart for you, God. We have our heart for people and the heart for service. Lord, bless and each, everyone in this church family, the body, the pastor, the families, the worship team, everyone here in this church, bless them for they have the heart for you, God. They have the heart for people is evident here and they have the heart of service. I see it so clearly. Praise you. Praise you, Lord. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord, for protecting each and every one of them from the outside dangers and threat and the enemies, the devil and the sins that are out there. Protect this church, Lord. Thank you. We love you. And because we know you love us so much, in Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. God bless each and every one of you. Well, I hope you've been encouraged by the word of God. And if you have, go ahead and subscribe to our podcast or download our free app at the App Store. And you can continue to get word every week from Elevate Life Church.